Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm
this evening and that's my bad uh, working my spiderwebs off of my technical difficulties on this evening. Welcome to the scoop. I'm going to make this quick. I am Q Ke- uh, Willis. Kel, say hey sis. Good, <laughs> <laughs> how are you bro? I'm <laughs> good. Okay. Um, I know you all may have missed the business. I want to get it out of the way. I'd love for you to like, share, and comment with us if you'd like to um, join us live, please dial in 929-477-2304, then press the number one to let us know you'd like to share. I apologize for the delay in getting that intro out of the way. When? Let's go ahead and get into news. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> my, my, apparently, I might need to sing another spiritual to get us to get us started. We're good now. It won't happen again. We're good now. <laughs> All right. All right. In the news, here we go. For tonight, um, I wanted to talk about um, there was a new Nielsen report that came out on February 15th. Um, actually, it's not a new one. This is from uh, 2018, so uh, this last year, Nielsen report, uh, which is the latest uh, Nielsen report talking about um, the black impacts on consumer categories for African Americans move markets is the title of the um, the, the, the article. Mm-hmm. So it says the black consumers are speaking directly to brands in unprecedented ways uh, and achieving headline making results. Throughout 2017, popular brands witnessed the power of black Twitter and the brand impact of socially conscious black consumers. Through social media, black consumers have brokered a seat at the table and are demanding that brands and marketers speak to them in ways that resonate culturally and experientially if these brands want their business. Mm -hmm. And with African Americans spending $1.2 trillion annually, brands have a lot to lose. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the article then goes into uh, talking about um, uh, um, the black consumers and consumers of colors uh, color alike are making considerable contributions to the overall market, in some cases representing more than 50% of the overall spending in key product categories. For example, half of the total spend of $941 million on the dry grain and vegetables in the U.S. in 2017 came from consumers of color. And black consumers represent 147 million of the total spend in this category, which has been recently advanced in product creation to meet the demand of their first buyer. Uh, the other, the article then goes in again showing how um, consumers of color um, again contribute 50, 50.18% to the dry vegetable and grains, 42. 76% of baby food, 41.64% personal soaps and bath needs, 
38.29% fresheners and deodorizers, and 37.61% in shelf-stable juices and drinks. Um, just a, just quick math, uh, 2.33, 3, 4.3, 5.1, that's $5.6 billion. That's just off the top of my head. In just those five categories. <clears throat> um, mainstream manufacturers across other industries are also seizing the opportunity to create specific products that appeal to diverse consumers. Um, not so uh, surprisingly, African Americans have cornered the ethnic hair and beauty market, bringing up 54 million of the 63 million total industry spend in 2017. Yeah. But marketers find it interesting that black consumers aren't just spending on products created specifically to appeal to them. In fact, in terms of sheer dollars, African Americans spend considerably more money in the general beauty marketplace last year. Black shoppers spent $473 million in total hair care, uh, which is a $4.2 billion industry, and made other significant investments in personal appearance products such as grooming aid, um, $127 million out of $889 million, and skincare preparation, $465 million out of $3 billion. Um, so <laughs> I'll stop there now, and we can just dive into that part, and we'll get to the second part later. Um, very interesting, I thought, um, information there that I think we need to we need to be aware of. And, and so I kind of want to talk about that. What are your thoughts about it? How should we respond to that? Yeah. Kels, what, what are your thoughts? Here, I think a lot of the time we don't always know where here is. 
um, or where we're removing money from? And do we always have a do we have an alternative for that? Because our dollars are powerful. I think the article is stating our power our dollars are powerful and if we were really to focus them in these specific areas to spaces that we identify, we can make a huge impact. I think we can make a much bigger impact than even is noted here. Because the money's being spent. It is absolutely being spent. So that was my takeaway from that. So do you think that there is anything I don't want to say anything wrong, but yeah, I'm going to use the word wrong okay. with with where, and Kel, this is for you too, with how the money is being spent now. And the first thing, yeah, I know we can't tell people where to spend their money, mm-hmm. but yeah, is there a way we can, like, is there any, yeah, is there anything wrong with, like, when I look at that list, I don't see anything wrong with it. I just see that those are from from what I know, mm-hmm. that those are spaces where we don't have a ton of businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there are necessities. Okay. There's items and things that we, and a lot of those things are necessities. I would think. Didn't you say personal care? Um, let me let me pull up the article one more time. Raw vegetables and grains, mm-hmm. baby food, mm-hmm. personal soap and bath needs. Yeah. Pressures and deodorant. And uh, we have little niche businesses that allow that. I think if we were to, um, again, collaborate, I think a lot of us have bits and pieces of huge companies that could change the game. I just don't think we've necessarily been connected yet or know how to connect. Um, I thought you were leading more with the should we invest, and I think yes. But well, those, you know, and, but I think those items, those areas are areas we need to move into. And I think we have began to move into, but we're not on the levels of some of these huge you know, family names that have had farms since we you know when they started with the farms. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all this land to have all of this, you know, the, the grains and, and, and ample ways to have these ends with these major food sources and things like that to provide the necessities. We're, we're good for niche items and specialty things. But when it comes to necessity, we have yet to, I think, break into a lot of those spaces to even become a competitor in a necessity space. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Council, what about you? I mean, that's the same. That's the same thing. Yeah. 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 I can't hear anything. Yeah, I can't hear anything you're saying, sir. You're slowly coming back. You're like you're okay, but that's on the phone. It's gonna be feedback. So when you are right here, it's better. You just keep this energy right in this area. I think we might be okay to get this comment out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just gonna be an echo because of my phone. Okay. Bye. 
to where we can have Yep, a little bit. Yep, it's coming back. Um, when so, so based on this, how else do you think, Kel? I'm think we're gonna let's. Troubleshoot this kind of offline <laughs> to see how we can get you back in here in just a second. Um, when do you think how? Now I know I kind of touched on the investment piece of it, but what ways do you think we could even? How can we impact the the, the need space as far as um, starting to invest more? From that perspective, how would you how would you think that could go? Um. So I think we would have to, so in order to do that, to make a, like a huge con, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Lord, a contribution, mm-hmm. I think it goes back to us putting our money together. I mean, we do need to, you know, pick, to either create our own companies to invest in those, or you have your, you know, your Procter & Gamble's out there who have large parts of these markets where we could start buying those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's either that. It's either us pool our money together and create our own um, or, because I mean, you have companies out there like, is it True, True, uh, Detergent, where they do yeah. they do their own, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, they're limited in what they can do. Um, and so maybe it's what we us got together and said, okay, we, we want to expand this company globally or, na- or nationally. Um, this is how we do it. We take our money and put it into them and help them come up with processes and things like that to do that. Or, again, we take our money and put it in the Procter & Gamble to the point where we own the majority of the shares. And so, therefore, we control the company. So, it's it's either one of those two two moves has to be the the move in order if we want to see some, some wealth come from those. And when you own shares of stock in the company, you also get voting rights. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so if you get voting rights, you get, you know, if you don't like something, just like we saw with the, with, with our friends from Papa John's. Hmm. Yeah. True. His name on the on the box. But not in not in on the checks. <laughs> and no longer in the boardroom, from what I understand. And then they kick him out completely. Like he doesn't have any say. He's the face now, right? Okay, that's good. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. So it's still a collaboration. It's still a focus. It's an effort. We have to make a focused effort and say this is where yeah. we're going to go if we decide to make. I like how you said if we decide to make it, you know, global, take a company global, so to speak. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because companies like True, um, my, they they do 
you know, they have a product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just, they and I hear it's a good product. Them. I haven't tried this yet, but I hear it's a good product. Yeah, it, it's good. I've tried it before. Um, you just don't, you just, you know, and then, and then that's the other part of the discussion is do you want to then take them a, you know, the way of retail? Or do you want to keep them, you know? Yeah. But again, as an investor, as an owner, that's a part of, you get to be a part of that decision-making process. I like that. So stocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stocks uh, participating in IPOs. So you've got companies, you know, like the companies that are, are um, about to come do. So IPO, initial public offering. So you have companies like Lyft that are about to go, um, that are about to become public and traded companies. Mm-hmm. When they come when that IPO comes out, that's a good place go to put say, it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy me whatever it is, you know, um, you know, however many shares this this will this will give me up front, and so you buy them then, and then at that point you you bought it. I don't set the ground for it because the people who are private owners make will make a good chunk of money in the IPO. However. Mm-hmm. Um, you still, you still are in the, in the, on the public side of it. You are in on the ground floor. Which is still a good, good place to be. Anybody can be there. That's, that's the start of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you have, um, Kel? No. No. Is your microphone on mute? No. I brought her live. She's live. I mean, I heard computer. Oh. <laughs> and doesn't want to doesn't want kills to be great today. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm looking at her face. She's like, well. <laughs> Free yeah. We have to lose her from the technology issue. So, Kill, are you still in Blog Talk at all? Just shake your head, yes or no. <laughs> right. So, if you're on your computer, your computer microphone is up, right? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not the tech person. No, you're good. Um, so let's see. Oh, we have. It's about time we wrap the segment. We got a few minutes. So thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Will you close that door for me, please? Yeah. Uh Thank you. Um. <laughs> I needed some agua. I was parched. Um, but anyway, we've got, let's go ahead and move on to our song so we can try and get our life together here in the background for the one time. Um, the first song for tonight, I believe, is, yes, this is our brother who is doing awesome things down there in Texas and all over. Last I heard, he's even traveling. So shout out to Big Bean. But um, tonight's song, first song of the night is Black Lives Matter. By Rashawn Bean Coleman. 
give your yeah. comments or concerns so you can expect. Because I don't know if everybody saw the whole video. Yeah. Stick to the, to the segment first. Um, so, women, women should not be submit to a man, submit to their husband. I disagree with that. I believe that submission, I think that what he's referring to is, like was saying, how traditionally we have made submission into uh, ownership, slavery, mm-hmm. um, more like that. <clears throat> that was the product of um, of people who wanted to use the Bible, who wanted to use that portion of Scripture to um, to control their their wives. I mean, that was the culture, and that part of the culture had infected um, the creation of religion. So, in that sense. I, I mean, I agree with him, but I don't think I don't think that the original intent of scripture itself that he's referring to was that mm-hmm. was that it for it to be slave it to be slavery because I say that is because when you look at the totality of the actual text, mm-hmm. it all says um, later on, later on, earlier on, later on. That um, that a husband should lay his life down for his for his wife. That a husband should um, give up give up himself as he would give. He should you know present uh, wash his wash his wife with the water of the word to make her spotless and to present him back to himself. Like so, there is a whole lot of work mm-hmm. you know that a husband's supposed to do. That you know, we're supposed to mutually submit to one another. So I think that that in that aspect, sticking to that little part of the of the video, um, yeah. of the podcast, mm-hmm. I I agree that the historical way that it has been used in America, in another part of the country, I say that, mm-hmm. is, is, is wrong. Is wrong. And I think now we are coming to a place where we realize just how wrong it is and that if you are a wise man, because it also talks about how the woman is your glory, how you, the woman that, you know, is a, is a is wisdom for you, that she is a protector of you. So it's a whole lot of other stuff in there that's like, wait a minute, if I didn't look at this in context, to me this sounds like a whole lot of slaves, let this man walk over me, you know, Foolishness, and that's not what it's saying. But it has been used that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, there was a few people that seemed like they called Nick out. Uh, one person says Nick is so deep, he's dumb. <laughs> uh, and then he was saying, uh, this is from Apollo, Yada Apollo, friend of the show, mm-hmm. says, uh, he was like, what? What the H? WTH is she was placed on my third eye, but I think he was talking about the crown. Or, mm-hmm. He was saying some stuff. I said, Yeah, I was like, Nick, you done you went too far. <laughs> Nick has, I'm gonna tell you, you something. Nick took, I'm not being funny when I say this, and this is not all bad. 
Mm-hmm. But Nick literally took when I I watched the video twice. So I watched it after I made my comment that I made in my inbox, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which I said that Nick was talking a whole lot of horse boo boo. Um, <laughs> you could. <laughs> I said it. You should have just said it. <laughs> um, that I think that um, what he did was he he like took like seven or eight different religions and is like trying to morph them into his mm-hmm. ideology. Mm-hmm. And again, and I'm not completely against that because I think that there are a lot of good things from a lot of things from a lot of religions. So I'm not knocking that. However, to me where I why I just I didn't like it was because it wasn't it didn't seem like he was genuinely trying to come up with truth. But what he was trying to do was come up with a, an excuse to do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Which was I want to sleep with whomever I want to sleep with and never, and make it okay for me to never have to marry a woman, a black, and that, and, and that it's okay for me to be out here and sleep with a bunch of white women, and y'all not going to kick me out of the family barbecue, and y'all still going to see me as uh, riding for the black community. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw him as, I saw him totally different. I was like, you. Yeah, that guy. I the the little clip I wasn't all the way. I was like, okay, I don't know where they're going with this, but you know, all right, I. But as I watched all week, I was like, mm you're doing too much, <laughs> sir. He was talking, talking about you know you got the build on. You say I like a pimp. Yeah. You know, come on, girl, let's build together. I'm gonna build with you, then I'm gonna go build with her. Blah blah blah. I am not against polygamy. Mm-hmm. But I am against trying to play me. Yeah. And I can't be that one to play me. <laughs> That's a shirt right there, sis. Yeah. That's a shirt right there. I'm not against polygamy. I am against yeah. trying to play me. That's a shirt. I mean, I don't think that's too wordy. That's, we can get that in there. We can make that a two-liner. Yeah, we can do that. Um, <laughs> uh, now, I'll have to say, I got the first segment. Even when he spoke about the crown chakra <laughs> and the intuition and things of that nature, like, I got that part. I know it sounds a little, it can be extra, and if you don't really delve that direction, I know y'all get it, but I know it sounds, for those who yeah. don't have and give zero dams about it, I know that did sound like some hocus-pocus extra stuff that, like, okay, homeboy, I lost it. But I get it. If you that If you have learned some of that, then you understand what he was figuratively saying and where you know where that was going now what I will say is I have to agree with Kel as I listened to and I didn't even finish the whole video um I've got about 12 or so minutes in and I think that was enough to nutshell it for me um just saying but um he you were absolutely right when he has this is please to say I still love us, but I really, really want to love on me some them. You know what I mean? To the point where, like, I really, 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 really want to love on them. You know what I mean? And I really need this to be okay with y'all. But if it's not, I got enough money anyway, so I'm really not really all that messed up about it because I'm in a whole another, you know, I'm a whole another round of my money to make sure I'm good. You know, and that's kind of spoke a lot 
to, I don't know, maybe it's my basicness of being a regular old person and I'm thinking, bro, okay, that's all it takes. <laughs> or it could be the fact that, you know, it's a little bit more to the movement than having the money to pay your way into it, you know, or what you think might get you in there. You know, that kind of, that took me a little aback. It took me back for bro. I think, he, I think, I mean, again, as I watched it, and this is my very basic level of counseling and all that, but I saw, interesting enough, the second time I, I read, I, I listened, I saw it. Minus, when he got to the, when he got to the section about having a wife, uh, the alpha male, alpha female hmm. thing, uh, alpha male, alpha female. Marriage doesn't work for me as an alpha male because as an alpha male, having an alpha female will slow me down. And because you I have to be accountable, accountability can slow you down when you're doing dumb shit. <laughs> Nick out. 
and he made it made was making some very valid and strong points. But I just like I feel like he was him. Mm-hmm. With things like I feel like that wasn't even him. Like you just you just making up something. Like yeah, you it was like a something. skit. It almost felt like it yeah. was a skit. You going through something, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. going through something, bro. Like it's obvious. And I'm like, what's this turban? I know. I thought he was. This might be a little older video. But you know the whole turban and hoodie thing. Like well, the yeah. turban, that's dude. He's got a sickness. I think he's got lupus or something that's messing with his hair, so he has to keep his hair covered. Something like that. He's out. Don't don't quote me on the sickness, but he has something that is making his hair go away. Because someone else a week, I think it was a, maybe two weeks ago, I saw someone else asking about it, and that's what it, he wears. A, he said something that that's the reason why he wears. The turbans all the time. It's due to her. I thought I just saw him with a curl, though. Didn't we just see him with a curl? Listen, girl, I'm nobody's <laughs> Nick Cannon <laughs> fan club president. <laughs> <laughs> a little older, because I think when he was on Wendy Williams, he didn't have to call Yeah. Okay. okay. I want to say, I apologize for getting a sidetrack, but uh, <laughs> uh, if you please watch the whole interview and you can see what we mean by what what uh, Nick is saying. So now that I'm thinking maybe some people had already saw the whole video, that might have been why they were responding the way they were mm-hmm. on the post in the scoop. Because mm-hmm. like, when I first saw it, I was like, why are they so negative? Like, what's, why are they, you know, yeah. speaking like that? But I think a couple of them probably had watched the whole video mm-hmm. and could tell how Nick was full of it. Like, yeah. so, and I think, well, I'm, 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 I think some of the people who I saw comments actually the they don't there are still people out there who do who don't necessarily believe in the slavery servant type submission mm-hmm. and they do believe that as the man which I agree with I, I agree exactly with what you said but I think they they're they're a little closer to the slavery servant thing and in that they really are strong that as a man, the decision-making process, the decision uh, left up to you. And I, I agree. I agree that they are left up to you, but I agree in the sense that they're left up to you and that you're responsible yeah. for the decision. Mm-hmm. But, personal example, but I would be dumb if when I was married, um, my ex-wife, a nurse, or a nurse, that when it comes time to making medical decisions, that I'm like, I'm the man, I'm about yeah. to make this medical decision. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm the man, and this is what, how God... No. And what you think about this? Yeah. You, you're the yeah. person. What am I not saying? Okay. Right. You, that's what you think? Okay, that's what we're going to go with. Ultimately, whatever comes through the family should come through Honestly, people shouldn't just be out there and say, "I'll really, nearly doing what they want." Yeah. But you would be a fool to have someone who has wisdom, who has knowledge, who has an intuition that's much greater than ours in most instances, and a lot of instances, and you not lean into the gift that you have in a partner. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. whole point. I thought. I agree. I, <laughs> yeah. So basically. Well, that argument is stating that, you know, that the man and the woman are, should be equal. 
in a marriage, in a relationship. They should be equal, and they just take turns being the lead. So, yes and no. And when I say, I agree, yes. When I say no, I'm saying in the sense of, I think, in the sense of responsibility, if something goes, and this, look at this from a corporate perspective. In, in, your, in corporate America, if something goes wrong at your job, the person who's supposed to be the first person to stand there, no matter if they made the decision, the ultimate decision or not, the person who's supposed to stand there and take the hit is yeah. supposed to be the leader of the organization. Mm-hmm. You don't go into the court, the, the, the board of directors and say, hey, uh, such and such and personnel, yeah, such and such. I mean, that might come up in the conversation, but ultimately the board is going to say, but you're in charge. Yeah. And your watch, this is what happens, so you get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar. So, yes, everybody has a say in the opinion. Everybody makes their decisions. Everybody plays their role. But as the man, I'm the one that has to go before, go out in public, go before people, go before God as, 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 in the Christian um, stance and say, this is the decision. These are the things that I allow to happen in our family. I'm responsible. So the weight of the responsibility falls on me and not on her. Yeah. I get it. So you don't agree with what Nick said then? Um, I agree that we're partners in decisions. I agree that we're partners in, yeah, I do think that as a queen, yeah, but I think ultimately as a king, yeah, I'm, I'm responsible for what I Right, I understand that, but does that mean that as the queen, she's still submissive to the king? And so that's what you get. Okay. <laughs> so you don't agree with, with uh, I don't think Nick don't agrees think... with what submission is, period. Right. He doesn't know what he's trying to say in the first place, so I think Nick doesn't agree with what Nick is even saying. Well, what like, saying? He's trying to make it fit into what Nick is trying to like, When is like, yeah. no, I agree. <laughs> It's when Nick trying to switch it around for us. Yeah, because I was I hear what you're saying because it doesn't make sense because he's right. wanting a submissive woman. He's just because the woman that's going to allow Nick Cannon to be this energy sharing person that he describes in this video, she's gonna have to be hella submissive because no alpha woman is going to allow that. So that's yeah. his, his scapegoat to say, "Nah, I'm cool on." you know, the relationship in alpha women, but when I'm done doing all of this alpha man and then I guess that my queen will be an alpha woman. Okay. When the twins are like having babies. Okay. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's oh. yeah, they, they don't they don't care about trying to wait till they get old and wrankly ball sagging to no. try to they don't settle there. No, you that's, know that's how they say it works. That's how they say they do it, girl. They want some person with a water weight till they sagging. Yeah. To settle that. <laughs> Miss no me with that. That's enough. <laughs> I just said, Ooh, you right know. You're right. That's why Wynn is quiet because he knows. He knows. Whatever. Y'all sewing the biggest quilt in America in some situations. Y'all got some some some, some California king size quilts. Popping, goose down, the thick one. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to read one more comment before we okay. uh, move on. But another member says, "Man was made, and woman was made to help the men. She was made for men. The mission does not be equal, 
but everything has an order. But if the head wrong, if the head is wrong, it's hard for anything to be in order. We both had different but same roles. Let's put it together and work together. But if you are a solid brother, a woman, they'll naturally follow with no hesitation or grief. So I think he's kind of saying the same. Look, you guys think the same thing? Kinda. We're saying, yeah, it's equal, but it's still, you still have to have a leader. Yeah. I, I, I was just doing it uh, because I'm like, ooh, this kind of ties into our main topic. But okay. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's almost, that's almost our time anyway. I, I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that comment because I thought that was a different, kind of a different view. I think most people can agree we're trying to be equal, but most of us are not sharing. Even if we go over a minute or two, can I ask another question? What do y'all think when a man, like, so why does it seem like, like, it seems to me like most men are like, yes, yes, I want a submissive woman. Like, do women really want a man who is, like, when you hear this, when you hear a man is like, yes, I, I want a woman who submits to me, what's the first thing that pops in your mind? What's the first thing that you think of? I Probably shy and quiet. <laughs> you shy and quiet? No, I'm thinking, uh, what I think about the man? Yeah. What do you think about that being in a relationship with that type of man? Oh, yeah. I mean, you automatically think he's going to be, like, extra controlling. Um, That's what you... That's just the perception that I I will get if it's brought up like that. I guess it just kind of depends on how it's brought up. Yeah. It's hard to say that in... If if you just say this is the first time you've ever had this conversation, that, to me, is something I'd have to take in context. But I would hope he would mean respect. My idea, my idea of submission is respect. When I hear submission, I think of a man saying, "I want my woman to respect me." When he says submission, um, that's what I would hope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> I thought you had something else. <laughs> what you said? I said I thought he had something else. He gave us the micro overtime disclaimer and everything. Right. Oh, I did. The reason I asked, I because he I thought that, that because I thought that I think that tells that your initial response is correct. Yeah. Is that I mm-hmm. think that most women think of control. I mm-hmm. think that most men. I think not most. I think a lot of men look at it as control. I think that we have to learn the difference between authority and control. Mm. Yeah, because you notice... Authority, that's uh, that's good. Go ahead, Kels, but that was good. Authority Uh, is a good word we haven't used. Yeah. Yeah, but Nick, he even slipped and said control a couple of times during the interview. If you listen to the whole thing, he slipped and said control. Mm -hmm. I want to like when he was talking funny or whatever about white women and all this kind of stuff, he just he slept to take control a couple times. That's why I said that's just what I that's the personality I think of when a person when a man is bringing it up in that type of way. Like you, it does matter what the context is. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Nick Cannon has fetishized white women and being the man of something. I think in a way, and and, and we can boost him. This is my soapbox. 
you know, couch moment. I'm putting on Counselor Q hat. But this is something I've observed with him since we've be, since we've watched. Because you know, we were around when Nick Cannon was being silly and playing around on Nickelodeon. You know what I'm saying? But it seems as though he has he won after the way white men fetishize us and that conquering the black, you know, the whole sister chocolate drop thing. He absolutely has that going on. And I think he got as white as he could, He so he thought, with Mariah Carey. And then when that didn't work, because homegirl is way more sister than he got, he thought he was going to get. <laughs> and that didn't work, but then, you know, so that was that. But the way he does all of his businesses, how he has 611 businesses, run himself to the ground, but he's the head of everything. He's the head check writer and tells everybody about it. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people, but he's big on controlling all of these things. So the the warm and fuzzy high Nick that we get, I really, really wonder if that's truly who he is behind the scenes because he tells on himself in a lot of the things that he does and the moves that he makes and how adamant he is and how aggressive. They're always big and out of the box and different. And I'm thinking if you do this with huge amounts of money, I can imagine the little ways that you exert that control within your home or within your personal relationships. But that's just me and you know my people watch himself. But I've been watching him as we've seen more of him over the last few years. And homie has some, he should be on a couch somewhere, I'll say that. We all should, but he definitely should have a standing appointment on somebody's couch.
good, so good. Why is it that the thoughts keep getting chose? The bad ones, the ones no one wants. You know, this is a super air quote. But if ever, are we really as good as we think we are? The root of tonight is, are we all really the stand-up, awesome, ideal husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends that we like to post and share about? Um, are all of our love letters that we're sending to our imaginary husbands, wherever you are, uh, are they being returned to senders because we don't know you, you don't exist? <laughs> But let's just be real tonight because, you know, we've had some heated debates about what real men and real women do, don't do, won't, will, put up with, and all this, that, and the third. So, yeah, we're going we gonna to pull it back tonight and talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> all right. So, um, I know I usually share my thoughts first, but I'm not tonight. I'm going to wait for you guys to give. Your thoughts, considering right. <laughs> this applies to y'all. And then I want to give my observations on what I've noticed on this subject when we're all sitting there. Um, I always pick on Kels first because she always comes first to win. I'm going to do this time. Uh, just because I'm going to show you some kindness, sis. I'm going to show you some kindness on this evening. <laughs> my whole take on it is I think people have given up on any type of standards mm. uh, when it comes to connecting with somebody. Mm. So I think that a lot of people that we deem aren't good aren't stuck in that mindset. So what do you mean? Tell me what you mean. When we say we deem them are good, what does that mean by they're stuck in that mindset? Uh, like they're desperate. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they may be good but like we think that they're desperate. Mm. You know, or there's some desperate people out there who they just don't have a standard. So they're gonna be with whoever shows mm. them assistance. So the ones that we think are quote unquote good to me just Maybe, and they could be blocking their blessings. They could, they could very well be protecting themselves with some type of people. But I think that's why it seems that way. Um, I don't know. Just like some people take a long time to pick fruit at the store, some people take a long, a long time to pick mates. Yeah. I, just, I think that's what it is. I don't, and I don't, but I don't want to sit in a way like I think people are being too picky because. I mean, people know what they want, mm-hmm. and that's why some stuff don't work out because they think, "Oh, I mean, it's too much." But you'll find you'll find the one if it's meant to be. Okay, so follow up to that. So you said before I go to win. You said as, as far as being picky, and then, so are we? Do you think we are possibly confusing preference with um, standard of readiness? Because we'll often say a real woman wouldn't, and then insert a preference of how a person, a personality or a body type. A real woman wouldn't let herself get to be X or Y or Z. That's a personal preference. But, and then that's not really a standard of maturity or 
if we're even going to be basic, you know, femininity or masculinity, things of that nature. Or do you think that's something we could be doing, confusing preference with readiness? Because that was a good call out right there. The chickiness aspect could bring something into that. <laughs> I think it can be a little bit of both, if I'm understanding the question. Right. Okay. Uh, because even as we're having these preferences of people because of the people we've dealt with before. We're like, I don't want somebody like him. I want somebody like him. You know, we have picked apart our past relationships to come to somebody who we think will be perfect. Mm-hmm. So, even though that's, we, we've made it our preference. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think, I just don't think it's, it's too much. Now, if you get somebody that's like, they have to be a certain height, size, skin tone, uh, come from a certain state, you know, something mm-hmm. that specific, then yeah, that may be extreme. But I think just the people who we deem are even that look good on paper may have, and it like somebody even mentioned, like I said, some some stuff may be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But I think that, but that is a real, a realistic reason why they're still single. Mm-hmm. If, if, if y'all get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All of it is not all totally bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody to want to wait on somebody who makes makes like for me, I don't want to seem like I'm superficial, but I feel like I've been with a number of men who weren't ready when it comes to finances and stability. Mm-hmm. So I I'm not gonna take that chance anymore. I've had enough chances. Right. <laughs> it didn't right. work out. I don't want to be with somebody who's not at least, don't even at least have the same hustle as me. You know? So that's, that's a, a good story. man for you or them. What'd you say? Yeah. Same hustle or same income? Either, one, either or. Okay. If you don't have, if you don't want to work four jobs, then you making some money. <laughs> <laughs> you got enough hustle in you to make them ends meet so we can do what we want to do. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how I live my life right now. Mm-hmm. I make sacrifices so I can do what I want to do in a couple of weeks. <laughs> are you going to reach that person? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's my take on it. Well, what you got? That was a good take, sis. Good take. Good job going first. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't think we're nearly good as we as we portray ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that I think we show people publicly who we want to be while at the same time privately fighting who we really are. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the intersectional of the success makes us oftentimes come across as very schizophrenic and unstable. (laughs) And while we're trying to publicly look good, we just wind up looking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and for those who are very good, who are good at somewhat masking it, Mm -hmm. uh, and to me that makes me look suspect. A lot of people that make sure they're suspects because we all know that all of us have issues. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like we all got issues somewhere. Yep. If you are a healthy person, 
then there's a level of um, openness that you should have, that you can have about some of your issues that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you should be okay with being vulnerable with the fact that you're not all together, that you're not, you know, and so I think the whole good guy, good girl thing really just means that whatever the normal or whatever the culturally um um, the normal culturally the thing that we're like we're not going to be right now you know women who sleep around with who have a lot of sexual partners men who are who are broke um, people who struggle with mental health mm-hmm. like thing that's culturally just not hot we we not going to do that but you know we don't, we only going to show the part that makes us fit in with everybody else Okay, let me add something. Why you right there when you said I got issues, but I'm working on it. So, do you think if more people were honest with each other, you think that would be? You know, what I mean, do you think people would connect with that? Like somebody you you are dating, trying to get to know. Do you just obviously? Do you think if you came on a date and said that 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 would be something that would connect y'all, or would that be something somebody would be scared of? I think if it's the right person, I think that they would. Um, I think it would connect us. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have to be in a relationship. But I think it would definitely connect us to the place where we understood that we were truthful with one another and that, um, yeah, that we were truthful. Now, again, I think it depends on. I'm, I'm not saying you should share all of your business on day one. Or conversation five, but I think that it's so you know what I mean. But yeah. but but you shouldn't you know you shouldn't have to you shouldn't be able, have to not be able to say like I'm struggling like I have moments where I struggle with depression and I need and there are times when I need to get away to do some self care and this this and like I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think the right person sees that and says, oh, okay, I, I, I respect that this person has this issue due to this boundary, mm-hmm. and I'm going to let me find out if this is something that I can walk with, with him or her or Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. That was good. Okay. <clears throat> so... I thought about this, and y'all know I always go to self first. And I thought when I had that cue, when you first got married or when you were out and considered, because I never really put myself on the market, but when people would ask me, are you ready for marriage? Do you think you're ready for that? And do you, you know, do you think you know what you know about this, that, and third? I thought I was a great catch as far as one. Even young, I thought I will be a really dope wife. Like, I We'll have this in the bag. I had a really great role model. You know what I mean? Like I had my parents were it was a good thing. I had my I was educated, on my way to get my life. You know, I was doing what I was supposed to do. I had what I thought was a really good ideal of what relationships made and all this other stuff. It took me having to get married and then be real, real, real with myself to realize I am not always, I was not ready for marriage. I was not a good, I had the makings of a good woman, but I was not yet a good woman. I was not really ready 
for that space that I was putting myself in, in hope, that fake it till you make it type space. And I think a lot of us are still doing that. And that speaks to kind of what you both have shared as far as we want people to see us, how we feel on the inside or what we're, what we're, our goal us is, because we always want to present our best selves to the people that we're, you know, interested in dating. But when you really get, get down and look at it, it's like, hmm. You know what I mean? When you really, if you're really being honest with yourself and have those conversations with yourself, there is room for us to um, improve. And if you ask any of our exes, I'm pretty sure they've got a good starting point for us to go from. <laughs> so, you know, what I'm saying? those are one of those things you, you do kind of have to, um, you do have to kind of gauge. And I know I'm not everybody. And there'll be somebody that'll listen to that and be like, shoot, I'm Gucci. You know what I mean? Like, I am a good woman. Okay. He is happy to have me in the same thing for a man. But you really kind of have to, you'd have to still ask yourself. Um, when you hit on something, I made a note. I had to write it down. You made a, you hit on something when um, you said how it, we can sometimes appear schizophrenic and kind of all over the place because we post it out in our highlight reel of how great we are. But then I've noticed social media, even to the people who have the most to say about people emotionally posting or in their feelings posting, everybody. Every last one of us <laughs> has those moments where we posting in pain and want somebody to hit that inbox and be, you okay? So you can even tell them, yeah, girl, I'm all right. Just pray for me, girl. Just pray for me. You know what I mean? Just to get it out, just to say it. So we can't, we all have those moments. So you can't, and on 364 of the days, you are this bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you know, and, and then all of a sudden you have this terrible day to just, and you lied out of everything that's happened. And and you pour out this this letter to the world of how you are in so much pain. You're like, what is happening? Or what? there's a lot that goes into that when people are invested in you, and it's the only thing that you show to them. So yes, I I totally wanted to say that is something that uh, we all do and has been observed by us all. <laughs> we all see it and wonder, oh, okay, so okay, there it is. <laughs>
men that don't even have men or women that you would never take an interest in or would ever change your direction of eyesight if you were to walk past this person or give two seconds more conversation other than hi and bye, even at, you know, you just would not be interested in this person. But because they're, this version of good is the loudest, now you begin to transform for that person. I think a lot of us are making our comparisons of good and bad and, and, and molding ourselves into that for people who aren't our people. You know what I'm saying? So do you think social media is helping to warp real life dating and real life relationships? I think it's hard. I, I think that would be a hard place to be in right now. Yeah? I think it's, I don't even know if it's really how people are defining good that we think is good. Okay. I think it's just still, that's why a lot of people say good on paper now. Mm. Because to us, put on paper car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you know, you may have a degree, or you know, stuff like that. I think that's why a lot of people say good on paper. So we think people who have that stuff going on in their life that they should have, we think they'd have it together. They have their business side together. That they more than likely have everything in their life together. So therefore, we think, think ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we because we have all of this stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I've had at least four conversations in the past two weeks have almost said that exact same thing here. Mm-hmm. Where people thought, man, I got men and women. I've got a good job. I've got a car. I don't have any, I don't have a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. I got a nice house. Mm-hmm. Or I met a dude who's got a good car, who had a nice car, a nice house, a mm-hmm. nice job, or you know, so I'm men and women, and I can't find, I can't maintain a relationship. I can't keep, you know, I, and I'm like, well, first of all, the things you just named off are not reasons to, are not based foundational reasons to be in a relationship anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, are there? That's um, like credit check questions. <laughs> just pass the credit check. Blow out of. Other thing, but so yeah, I, I agree with you. <coughs> I think that's a part of it. And the other part, I think that that we have to think about is that ultimately, if social media is doing that, then that tells me that we're dealing with a, a, a culture of people who don't know who they are. Oh yeah. Oh because yeah. If you don't, if you knew who you were, then even if you were having a a down moment financially or you were unemployed temporarily or whatever. If you knew who you were and you understood the purpose of your life and you would try to conform to somebody else, you would learn yourself mm-hmm. even better and then you from understanding who you are would then proceed from that. So yeah, social media does make that does make it that happen, but ultimately it's it's the fact that you're a weak individual and we need to know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Nice. 
Okay, y'all, we are over time, and I think I see Cicely here oh, on the really? line. Yeah, it's 9.33, and I don't want to be that on this evening. So I'm going to go ahead and thank you all for tuning in to tonight's segment. It was brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is always our specialty. You can purchase your products at elegancebydesign.com. Um, let's see. Our final song for this evening is Talk to Me by Eminent Artistry. Artistry, uh, talk to me with the fire starter this evening. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought we had a topic, but I don't. So she's going freestyle it on this evening, which has been a while, and I'm here for that. <laughs> so I am going to go ahead and hush my mouth and bring on my favorite 
uh, fire starter. She gets us all ignited and ready for the week. And I'm glad because I think all three of us need it. And I'm thinking you all might as well. So I'm going to go ahead and hush my mouth and let my sister take it on for the one time. How are you this evening, sis? Sisley? <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm so Did sorry, you, my love. He you? unmuted me, but I was still muted. How about that? Okay. Hey, girl. <laughs> I didn't I'm want sorry. to conflict with what was going on over there. No worries. How we doing? Good. Good, good, good. Hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. Um, I don't know why you don't have the topic. It was established. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I got it now. Let's talk through for me. I'm sorry. That's okay. That is okay. I'm going to introduce to everybody. What up, Scoop Nation, and what up, squad? How we doing? <laughs> Kelly Kells, Wendy Wings, QBQ. Love you hey. all. This is your girl, Cicely Victoria, owner and founder of Cash International. My business tree is to help train and equip people to find their voice of identity so they can stop people pleasing and be empowered and encourage confidence and communication. I'm a certified professional coach. I'm a counselor as well. I am the queen of empowerment, and I set people's lives on fire for a living, and that's why they call me the fire starter. Welcome to Passion Talk, where we give you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. Okay. So for tonight, I wanted to um, see if I could, you know, start a pot a little bit, even if not directly, and where, you know, I like to be in alignment with you all any time that I can as it pertains to the topic of the night. So what we're discussing is that's not confidence, okay? That's not confidence. That's pride. All right. So um, I've only, I was only able to get a little bit of the discussion, but hopefully, um, the content that will be given out tonight can, you know, fit in where it gets in somewhere, somehow. So I hope that it, you know, helps the people out, okay? So I think this is, will be good um, for everyone. So definitely take your notes um, because we definitely want to be on the size of confidence in our lives and not on the size of pride, okay? So that's the secret. Okay, so number one, pride uh, is self-reliant. So I'm just going to give several um, kind of characteristics um, between the two, okay? So pride is self-reliant versus confidence is self-aware. All right, so as a coach, it's very important um, in, in what I kind of do in uh, my practice is basically I tell my clients, you know, I'm the queen of self-awareness, and so basically I bring that to um, the mix of everything that I do. So self-awareness is everything, first and foremost, so it's important for us to know that um, if you create as much awareness as possible around life experiences, what has happened, what needs to happen, et cetera, that allows you to make decisive, dedicated decisions from an informed place, this is good for you, okay? So, um, you know, with those conversations that you all may have dis been discussing earlier in regard to, you know, the relationships and things of that nature, um, you know, these are things that definitely can uh, be considered and provide a more accurate assessment base, if you will, because, you know, I think I kind of overheard people saying, you know, you have this inflated opinion maybe about yourself or maybe it's inaccurate, maybe it is accurate, um, maybe, you know, everyone's thinking this or thinking that, but maybe no one's 
taking a true, you know, assessment or measurement of themselves or what have you, or, you know, or, you know, we can just be biased sometimes. So this is what, you know, how, how I kind of want to contribute to that space to help to sober us um, and keep us all accountable. I heard that word earlier, uh, give greater levels of accountability in regards to the people that we desire to be. So maybe you can acquire, you know, the type of relationship that, will be fruitful for you. So um, in regard to pride is self-reliant and confidence is self-aware, many cannot do um, this self-awareness thing because they're not aware enough um, just in general. So I talk a lot about, you know, just being sensitized in your world, like, and that doesn't come in an isolated basis, okay? This has to be a practice that you do daily. And what I mean when I say be sensitized, that just means, like, pay attention, Okay, there's so many people, I think, that um, because of the type of world we live in today can um, kind of get by and living life on an autopilot um, without not many people paying attention, <laughs> like not many people noticing, right? They're, I call them the walking dead. They're just like walking zombies. They they look like they're living, but they're really not, okay? They're just so um, tuned into themselves or tuned into like frivolous and irrelevant matters that they do not not um, have any depth to them to really have actuality of awareness. And a lot of times I would say people don't do that because some of that awareness can bring about pretty scary stuff, okay? So let's just be honest about that, okay? Just to confront and to look at yourself or to look at a situation, that can get quite ugly. And um, you got to have, like, a fortitude and, you know, some gumption within yourself just to be able to take that in. So it's understandable why a lot of people don't do it because it's not for the faint of heart, okay? <laughs> so prideful people don't have much self-awareness, all right? But I want you all to get this down. Prideful people don't have much self-awareness, but rather they have self-deception. Mm. And it's much easier to self-deceive, okay? It's much easier to self-deceive. You don't need accountability to self-deceive. You know, you don't need, um, you know, any votes to self-deceive. It's just, And that's one of the strongest deceptions that ever lived. So, so make sure, you know, that you are not found on the side of self-deception, and I'm going to tell you ways to get out of that and keep yourself from that, okay? But prideful people, for certain, don't have much self-awareness at all. Um, typically, one of the reasons is why, because they live life in a bubble, okay? Number two, number two, pride stops learning because they feel like they have it already or they have a I'm better than this mentality, quote, unquote, which communicates haughtiness and conceit as if you know everybody and you've done everything, right? So has anybody ever known someone, a person who, like, likes to one-up a success? <laughs> <laughs> that you have. Let me tell you about a one-upper, okay? So a one-upper, right, is someone as soon as you share something you've done or been somewhere out of the ordinary, this one-upper, they've already done it twice, right, before, a long time ago, and they must tell you about it instead of celebrating with you, all right? So that's, that's a one-upper, all right? They can't celebrate with you because they need to make sure that they feel good about themselves at the end of the day. Rather, confidence is committed to lifelong learning, okay? So pride's like, been there, done that, can't teach me nothing, you don't got nothing to, you know what I'm saying, tell me. 
confidence is committed to lifelong learning because they know the more they receive repetitively, catch that, the stronger they can develop and serve in that area, all right? So there are levels to this, people, right? So you need to plow in an area, okay? You don't can't just visit, right, a zoo first. Uh, I mean, you can't visit a zoo one time and think you're going to, you know, come up in there and then tame the tigers, okay? So, no, you know, there's levels to that, okay? So you have to make sure that you do repetition, right, and become stronger and develop and so you can serve better in that area. I love what my former pastor used to say, uh, faith comes by hearing, not having heard, right? So just because you heard something once don't mean you don't have to hear it over and over and over again before it becomes flesh to you or life to you. Number three, pride puts the blame on everyone else but rather, but will rather – um, defer and deflect all day long and cannot be wrong or sorry instead of taking responsibility. Okay, let me say that again. Pride puts the blame on everyone else and will rather defer and deflect all day long and cannot be wrong or sorry at all instead of taking responsibility, all right? But a confident person will take ownership of their shortcomings instead of making excuses. Pride makes excuses. I want you to write this down. Pride makes excuses, and confidence makes improvements. Uh-huh. Pride football will promote mediocrity and expect you to take it. <laughs> Prideful people will promote mediocrity and expect you to take it, and a confident person will promote excellence. Right? Why? Because they're humble. Pride will always give you the leftovers because they only value themselves getting the best and the first. They will not give it to you because they have to give it to them first, okay? You can tell this of someone, this is an indicator, you can tell this of someone who does this type of characteristic on repeat without any remorse or conviction about it, all right? They're constantly giving leftovers. They're constantly giving you crumbs, all right? That individual is full of pride. Okay, no shade to them. All right, so going on, um, number four. Let me go to my other screen. Y'all learning something? I hope you are. Number four, this is good eating, good eating. Pride will focus on their inward needs as opposed to confidence that considers the needs of others, all right? So, again, going back to, you know, pride is going to give myself the best, right, you know, the first and the best and all of that. Pride is going to focus on my inward needs. What are you doing for me? You know what I'm saying? What what can you bring to me? And and going back to what Wynn mentioned earlier concerning, like, okay, good on paper, right, Kells? Okay, car, check. House, check. Okay, good job, check. Right? So all of these things that you believe that's going to bring fulfillment, right, to your relationship, which is not the cornerstone of a healthy relationship. So confidence is going to consider the needs of others, all right, because they're givers. Confident, listen, oh, you you meet a confident person, typically, you know, a giving a relationship with giving is going to be very close to it because, again, you have to be secure within yourself to give out. Whew, that's a whole nother teaching, all right? So I'm going to keep on going. Number five, pride will reject criticism, ability, and doesn't accept input. But they're lone, they're lone rangers and will make decisions in a vacuum without a community. Listen, everyone, you should have a community of three to five trusted counsel or circle. How do you know them? These are individuals that you trust 
and that you know, capital K-N-O-W, that you know really love you, all right? And that will tell you the truth even when it hurts, all right? You need a counsel and you need a circle. So pride is going to reject all of that. They don't have a counsel. They don't have a circle. They don't have accountability. But confidence will embrace printing, hear me clear, because the confident are teachable people and they don't have selfish ambition. Okay, number six, confidence is secure in their identity, which is why they don't have to be perfect, whereas the prideful will be challenged in perfectionism, and it's impossible for them to err because it's unbearable, as irrational as that may sound, that may be. To deal with this, you have to displace the the belief that someone is expecting perfection of you. Now, listen, I have a lot of compassion here because a lot of people come by this uh, legally and honestly by the way they were reared in childhood, but you must deal with those ills that will cause you to uh, be challenged in those places that make you need for, um, make you have the need to want to be superhuman. Right? So you have to challenge those, okay? And you have to displace the belief that some um, invisible force <laughs> is expecting perfectionism out of you, all right? So, but pride is a false identity and confidence is a true identity, all right? Due to the awareness of their humanity and limitation, therefore, a confident person will promote the strengths of others and delegate, okay? And not be one of pride that assumes they can do it all themselves. Get that? Okay, so confident people promote the strengths of others. They bring it on, boo. You can do this. Let's do it, all right? And they will delegate it to the person, okay? A prideful person assumes that they can do it all within themselves, all right? Number seven, confidence is due to a history of evidence and successes that you've had in a space. Really get this one, you guys. Confidence is due to a history of evidence and successes that you've had in the space, okay? So, in other words, there's fruit to your account, yeah? You're not delusional, okay? You're not making this up. <laughs> you can point to it, all right? You can sit in it, all right? You can drive it, whatever, all right? There's fruit to your account, in other words, and you've had consistent conquest in an area versus pride that assumes that is um, – Pride that assumes, that is delusional, that they can serve everybody at any time, anywhere, and for any reason. <laughs> okay, listen. So, in other words, confidence knows its limitations, right? They know their lane. They know their bark. They know their people. They know their states, right? They know where they dominate. Uh, any one person does not dominate everywhere. You will lie if you think you do, all right? <laughs> No, you cannot, okay? You got to find your lane and you got to work that space, all right? But you got to have identity to know the space that you're supposed to work, all right? So that is what we need to deal with in that space of pride, all right? You can't do everything. Number eight, confidence is preventative and pride is reactive. Oh, Q, you're going to like this. We get into our uh, our uh, firefighter syndrome, okay? Firefighter mm. syndrome, okay? Confidence is preventative and pride is reactive. Listen, and more than likely, pride is going to lie about how the whole thing went down, all right? While they're being mm. reactive, they lying too, all right, <laughs> in that same breath, all right? They lying about how the whole thing went down, again, deferring, deflecting, pointing outwards, placing blame. They prideful people would rather put out fires 
right, then prevent foolish fires, okay? Remember our foolish fires, y'all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, prideful people are yes, going yes. to live to put out fires than prevent foolish fires. Listen, okay, it's much better to prevent them than to go around having to put them out all the time. Hello. And the last one, pride craves public and private recognition for what they do. And we'll remind you if you don't. <laughs> Listen, pride craves public and private recognition for what they do, and we'll remind you if you don't. Now, um, and a lot of times it's because of, of their own rejection, okay? So, again, loads of compassion in this space, okay? People deal with this stuff and don't even know that they're dealing with, dealing with it a lot of times, all right? So awareness is everything, okay? But confidence, what confidence does instead is builds others up and allows others to compliment them instead of you asking for it. Amen? So, listen, Amen. insecurity is not attractive on anyone, okay? So there you go. <laughs> that is our discussion with um, that's not confidence, that's pride, and we want to deal with that, boo-boo. Um, yeah, questions, comments, concerns, real quick. Oh, yeah, you did that, honey. Uh-huh. Was that good eating? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I got it. it Bless my sanctified soul as I was preparing it. So yes, this is good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, definitely, you guys. Hey, let's do the work, okay? Let's do the work. We all, you know, say we want to be loved. We want to, you know, have the relationship of our dreams, et cetera, et cetera. Lending to the topic for tonight. But a lot of people, in some, you know, why um, the thoughts, quote-unquote, look like they're winning, because a lot of people just don't want to do the work. That's just bottom line. Some people are just lazy, and you ain't got to work for um, thoughtism, okay? Typically, you ain't got to work too hard for thoughtism, all right? So, like, some people just don't want to do the work. Just let's be honest about that, and it's not to discredit anybody's goodness. You may there's it going on with a bag of chips, but it's very few people have that still have the fabric today that are willing to put in the work that's needed to acquire something of value. And that is just, you know, the unfortunate reality about a lot of things. Not that some people aren't walking around in deception, but just I found just more people than not are just they they just don't. They don't they they don't. <laughs> they just lazy. They just don't want it like that. They just don't want to put it's work, y'all. It's work. So, y'all, let's do the work if we want to go where we say we want to go, okay? It's not going to be easy, but it will be worth it. This is your girl, Cicely Victoria, uh, owner and founder of Passion International. You've just been a part of Passion Talk. We've given you practical tools for everyday living so you can press into your personal power. I love y'all so much, okay? Let's get it cracking in 2019, all right? Let's improve in that soul space, all right? You can reach me at firestarterpassion at gmail.com for any of your coaching needs. Until next time, I want you to stay in purpose. I want you to stay in power. I want you to stay in passion. I want you to stay on fire. Mwah. Yes. I love you. Peace. Mwah. <laughs> All right. All right, honey. Yes. Okay. When you got like three minutes, treat. Go. <laughs> huh? The only, thing, the only thing I really need to bring up is uh, listen, we got two weeks. No, next week, next uh, next Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's our masquerade ball. I'm going to need y'all to get tickets. Get y'all rest of these tickets. 
get the rest of these tickets. I'm going to say it one more time. Um, we got a few more tickets left. Uh, a few rest than like 25. So go ahead and get these tickets um, soon. Yeah. All right, that right page left. It's gonna be fun, y'all. This is this is a fun event um, where a dancing, uh, uh, food, uh, just really good time with us and DJ D. Chappelle. Um, so y'all know it's gonna be a good time. Um, so get your tickets. Go to the event right page. I'll put the link on my page so you just go directly there. Get the tickets today. Um, other than that, good show. Um, great job to Sicily. Great job, Kim. Uh, great job, Q. Mm-hmm. We had to own the fly and some technical difficulty stuff, but we got it done. Um, so good job, but I appreciate you all for working, working through that. Uh, thank you for all our listeners for joining in and for being patient with us tonight as well. Um, what happens when you get new toys? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, if you are an artist, listen, you still want to play your music, so send it to us at overdrive.com. And we will be back next week with another great show. Seth will be on tomorrow for the Word on Wednesday, so definitely tune in to that. Other than that, tell the uh, no, the productive have a good week. Oh, casting call for the mm. Kirby Fashion Show on May 19th. The casting call is Saturday, 10 a.m. Southwestern Christian University. Look for the link on all of our social media. I want you all to have a really great week. Seriously. Like, put your smiley faces on. <laughs> And let's get it. Let's get through it. Let's have a really good week. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. been a tough week. I don't care what y'all. It is Tuesday. Yes. My, I ain't been feeling good. Yeah. We gonna we gonna be we all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Precious. Well, play the song. Five, five, yeah. <laughs> the song. Five, five. Y'all have a good week. <laughs> good week. See. Come on Friday. Who's this area? You don't even want love Then tell me why you're here, love If you could just give it I should just stand it Why are you standing here? First you say you're with me And then you try to diss me So I try to keep it low When you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry in tears Would you believe This love is forever gone And would you Take this long Sweet road And pull it together Baby If this is goodbye
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 